0: Blackstar Woodcrafts is maker of some of the finest wood products you will find in the galaxy. I guarantee it. Blackstar Woodcrafts is a business that exists in Michigan. It is run by my good friend Scott. And he is an absolute wizard in his workshop. And the stuff that he puts out will blow your mind. You go find him. I'm telling you. Facebook, Instagram, and Etsy. He's got an Etsy shop now. Things that you need and also things that you want he does these really really neat pens that I absolutely could not recommend more I have one a couple of them myself actually um that you know they're these wood pens and he can do them in any kind of sort of engraving or staining or he does these really neat swirl patterns he can do them in any series of colors Um, he does cutting boards he does clocks he does bath caddies he has this really awesome uh, bottle topper he makes for, like, when you open a bottle of wine, you don't want to put the cork back in. A really nice wood bottle topper. And We've got a neat one. It's, like, blue swirled and it's, like, stained and epoxied, so it's it's just slick looking. Um, go check him out. He is a sponsor of this podcast. So by placing an order through him and mentioning this podcast, you will get 15% off your order. Like I said, Facebook, Instagram. You go to Etsy and see stuff that he has already got made that you can click buy right there. Otherwise, you can take a look at what he likes and his other pages. Talk to him about it. Message him directly through there. He will love to have the conversation with you about adjustments in terms of size or in terms of color, in terms of style. And then he can get right there with you and let you know how long it's going to take him to get it to you and about how long it's going to cost. How much it's going to cost, not how long it's going to cost. Um, but... These things are great, I love, I have several myself, and they make absolutely excellent gifts. You might be a little too late for Mother's Day, unless he's got some stuff already made. But in the future, I mean, Father's Day is gonna be coming, we have birthdays, anniversaries. Now you can go to amazon.com, you can go to target.com, you can go to walmart.com and click and be like, oh look, I got you this, oh great, another one of those. Or you can get something that's really unique, really stunning, something that they're gonna love and cherish and talk about for the longest time. And you can get a personalized engraved too. That's what's awesome about it. So go check it out. Don't hesitate. Make it happen. On to today's podcast. My guest on the show goes by the handle Vader Girl. As you can imagine, that is a reference to Star Wars. She runs a page on Facebook, on Instagram, and she's now on TikTok. Um obviously lots of star wars stuff but also a lot of non-star wars stuff basically sci-fi culture in general she's right there she's a lot of fun to follow and i uh, was really really glad that she was willing to come on the podcast so we recorded it we did it so without further ado here is vader girl Okay. We are, we are live. We're recording. Fantastic. So I am here with Vader Girl, um, which if you don't know that that's a Star Wars reference, then you probably shouldn't even be listening to my podcast to begin with. Uh, so with your uh, Facebook page that you run titled Vader Girl, um, what would you classify that as?
1: Public figure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I do pop culture things
0: but a lot of it's revolving around the Star Wars, right?
1: Yes, but I try not to only do that. Mm -hmm. You'll see I'll do a lot of different pop, pop culture references and humor
0: yeah i like a lot of the stuff you post on a daily basis it was like 30 years ago today this movie came out or 15 yes. years ago this movie came out and it makes me feel old every time i see it but it's still cool <laughs> right. you know yes
1: <laughs> so birthdays of celebrities not just the star wars ones but
0: right yeah
1: celebrities or public figures
0: so i i think like uh most people who are into any kind of thing nerd culture wise uh, just like a character, there's like an origin story to that. Um, so for you, where did um, your interest and love of Star Wars begin?
1: Later in life. I, w- I can't say I was young and I put this on. I was born in
0: 1979.
1: Me too. Cool. And uh, I really wasn't into Star Wars till high school years. And then, you know, I would just, I watched it with my friends and that was about it. But it wasn't until my 20s after a divorce and some tough times, being a single mother, I'm like, I need something to do, something to distract me. And Star Wars was it, mm-hmm. and it, my love grew.
0: <laughs> <laughs> As we could see, yeah. Um, what was it that I you think, I guess it's kind of a twofold question. What is it that ultimately drew you into Star Wars especially? Versus other genres and do you think that appeal also is what works for other people
1: oh definitely not um horror and sci-fi are my thing i do i've never been into action movies and you could say star wars has a lot of action but i don't think so <laughs> i don't classify it as an action movie at all um i just love sci-fi and horror mm-hmm. it started with alien Oh okay. Alien, Planet of the Apes, V, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. In that order? Yep.
0: Oh. <laughs> yep. What um now do you kind of look at the the Star Wars universe I, at least in my mind I sort of um Classify it as eras, you know, kind of like the three separate trilogies are in a lot of ways kind of their own thing, even though they're all part of the same universe and all sort of part of the same story. Uh, Do you view a lot because, especially when you got into it later, and since we were born in the same year, the time frame you're talking about was probably right around the time the re-release was coming out of the original trilogy and then into the prequel trilogy, right?
1: Yes, I remember seeing it in the theater. The, mm-hmm. the re-release of them the special editions
0: yeah you didn't get to see any of the originals in theater no no <laughs> it's not much to brag about i saw return of the jedi in theater but i want to say it was like 4 so i don't remember yeah. it you know my dad dragged me along to it and the I, I maybe i thought the ewoks were cool which is something that a child would think but um what do you think about the um, the most recent the most recent trilogy cuz there's i mean that's like a lightning rod for fans man
1: it is. Um, I think the Star Wars fan base is very toxic. And I feel horrible that I actually did not like one of them. And I almost walked out of the theater. I feel, and I've been judged like, oh, you hated The Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> so people get picked on for liking it. People get picked on for hating it. Can't we just all agree to disagree?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, every, so you hear people say, I like them all. There's one you likely least
0: right yeah
1: (laughs) and the last jedi is it Mm -hmm. for me but the other two were good
0: yeah i thought i was exactly the same way i was like um and i haven't been shy about saying it here anyway the last jedi just left a bad taste in my mouth i've even tried to go back and watch it a couple times and you know maybe it was just me but the whole storyline in there of um finn and i forget um I forget her name but anyway right. they went off on that they went off on that side thing to go find that guy who was gonna hack into that stuff it was like a major like side plot of the entire movie ate up half the film and by the end of it it was a it was a pointless venture yeah you know nothing that they did succeeded in accomplishing anything you could have edited all that out of the movie and had a 40 minute movie and it the ending would have been the same it would have made it still would have made total sense and that just that just drove me absolutely nuts
1: yeah, I thought the actors did good
0: mm-hmm.
1: with what they were given. I don't think any of the um, abuse that Rose got, that uh, Kelly. Yeah. She, yeah, that's just so wrong.
0: That's idiotic in every single she sense was of the a
1: very, you know, She was very good in that. Mm-hmm. I think she's a good actress. So.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, I agree 100%. I think it's terrible to, if you don't like a movie, the actors didn't write it. you know the actors didn't direct it the actors didn't edit it and I thought that because god didn't it get so bad she like left social media for a while because fans are being so like why like why would why would you want to take time out of your day to harass a human being you know especially when you're a young actress like that and you're trying to make it up in the world and you're like oh we got an audition for Star Wars well yeah you're gonna take it of course you're gonna take it and then you go do it and everybody's so mad about the film that they try to ruin your life over it that's just
1: insane I always go back to the premiere and seeing her at the world premiere. She was like a fangirl. She was geeking out. She was more excited than anybody. And, and then to see what happened to her. It's just so sad.
0: Yeah. Well, and I feel like, um, star Wars, especially do you have any, any ideas as to why that is so much so with star Wars more than anything else?
1: i have no idea no
0: idea <laughs> no nope. i just always thought
1: they were toxic i mean you got made fun of for liking the prequels too before the sequels came out mm-hmm. and i've always promoted the phantom menace i am pro jar jar all the way
0: <laughs> oh no <laughs> shut the podcast off we're... <laughs> just kidding
1: <laughs> i i didn't like him until i saw my son
0: mm-hmm.
1: react to him and then it all made sense
0: yeah well the eras are what make it interesting i being a kid i was really really into the original trilogy i was iffy on the prequels i mean i enjoyed them there were elements of them i absolutely loved i could do an entire podcast about how darth maul died too soon because you could have milked that out of all three movies you know Um, just
1: like phasma died too soon
0: yes yes exactly um but my son um who grew up with the prequel trilogy, the way I did the original trilogy to him, that was like, great. Like that was really, really good. Those were great movies. And as he's grown up and now he looks back on life and, you know, looks back mm-hmm. on those as being a great childhood memory. And then he thinks the new ones are trash. And I'm like, <laughs> it's just a perpetual cycle. Apparently, you know, if they wait another 10 years and made another trilogy, all the people who are kids now who grew up with this new trilogy would think the new one is crap. You know um, I always wonder it would be interesting to get your thoughts on this. I always wonder how much nostalgia plays into that. You know what I mean? How much whenever a new Star Wars movie comes out, you're sort of like, you know, you bring your own beliefs and thoughts and childhood memories into what you think Star Wars is going to be. And then when it doesn't fulfill those expectations, you're just angry, you know?
1: And if you don't have any expectations, you like the movie, I'm going to bring my brother into this. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't call my brother a Star Wars fan. Mm -hmm. and when i saw the last jedi when it came out i told him i you know it it was horrible i i've left it feeling empty and sad and i've never left a star wars movie like that before he saw it and he loved it so i was like hmm the ones that aren't really into star wars are liking the last jedi so i think that's who it was made for to be Mm -hmm. honest
0: Mm -hmm. well it's so hard i mean I almost get to the point where if they offered me like $15 billion and the opportunity to direct the next star Wars movie, I'd almost turn it down because there's oh, yeah. no way you're going to make people happy. Like no way whatsoever, how you can ever possible to fulfill millions of people's separate expectations. Oh, geez. What, um, other outside of, uh, outside of the main movies, um, which of the, I guess you would call it spinoff movies. Did you enjoy the most?
1: I liked Rogue One and Solo. I liked mm-hmm. them
0: both. Which one? Which one? Oh, I'm going to make you rank them right here in the air.
1: I think Rogue One felt more true to the Star Wars saga. It, mm-hmm. it felt like it really belonged. Yeah. And I saw people walk out of the theater. Really? Yep.
0: For Rogue One? Yep. Seriously?
1: And I was thinking, yep, they like, they'll like The Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah they're they're playing for the other team i guess um that's uh that's weird because it felt like rogue one at least from my perspective anyway was one of the star wars movies since the original trilogy that didn't get near as much flack yeah you know i thought it was and it's fun like it's one of those great movies. i love sitting down and watching it and then immediately putting in episode four right after because it just has like this seamless blend to it it's yeah. so great and uh so of course a mandalorian fan yeah yes yeah where do you think they're going with that?
1: I like where they're going,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I I don't know, and that's what makes it so wonderful,
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I I love it so much. It ended up such a phenomenon, um, but now I'm kind of left wondering for season three. Can can you really have Grogu in it anymore? Now I'm thinking he, he won't be. Yeah. And that was always part of the appeal was that dynamic between those two you know
1: and and i have an unpopular opinion that no one's ever heard before i'm gonna say the first time with you okay um and the season finale of the mandalorian i couldn't watch it till in the evening Mm -hmm. so i was watching facebook and everybody's reactions and how great it was so i was expecting it to be amazing like my expectations were set too high that i didn't like it
0: yeah yeah, that yeah. happens. I think that's the thing that Star Wars runs into period. And there's actually gosh I'm trying to remember. Um, problem is, I'm not a smart enough person to remember these kinds of things. I was listening to a podcast not that long ago on there. I think there was a psychologist on who was talking about that and he was talking about there's sort of like a scientific principle that if your expectations are something like if somebody tells you, you go to this restaurant. They have the best cheeseburger be you will ever eat in your life. Yeah. It will not be the best cheeseburger you've ever no. eaten in your life, purely because they've told you that. Right? Like, and I feel like I feel like that all the time with with that. Um, what did you think about the the Luke Luke Skywalker cameo that, there?
1: That's the part that I was disappointed in. I was expecting something really big to happen, and so mm-hmm. I, that surprise wasn't left for me, which is yeah. my fault. I could have watched it earlier, but
0: mm-hmm yeah um it felt a little I'm, I don't even know what word I would put towards it it just sort of felt like um can we have a Star Wars story that doesn't go to the Skywalker well constantly <laughs> like that's kind of the way I felt I it think we will like, though yeah
1: there's more coming
0: mm-hmm. yeah. um I'm excited for the Ahsoka Tano show like yeah. really big were you a Clone Wars fan N- no no people are gonna
1: unfollow me I've never s- i've never seen any of the cartoons
0: oh <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you i'll tell you this <laughs> much because the interesting thing is is i got into watching it when it first came on primarily because my son wanted to watch it who at the time i want to say was like five or six so to him right. he was like and i'm like yeah it's a, at least i'm not watching you know doc mcstuffins again fine um and it wasn't into, and i i i have not seen every episode i have not seen every season um to anyone who's a Star Wars fan, or everybody's even remotely in a Star Wars fan, I will definitely say go to Disney Plus and watch the last season of The Clone Wars. Because at that point in time, it got really dark and got a lot more serious. And it really, you have events that are going on the same time that events are happening in episode three. And sort of like, you I know, like
1: it. I like yes. the dark.
0: Yes. And, I'm looking uh, forward to Acolyte. Yes, me too. And there's a great fight scene in there between Ahsoka and Darth Maul. Okay. And the way they shot, it, I will tell anybody. And I thought, like, I originally put it on, like, okay, I'm gonna, yeah, I, I suppose I'll watch this. And then it was like two in the morning, and I was like binging the heck out of it. So I tell anybody, go do it, go do it.
1: I will <laughs> watch them. I will.
0: Good. I'm gonna hold you to it. I'll get back to you <laughs> in like three hours after the podcast is over. Did you do it yet? Did you do it yet? <laughs> okay. No, I'm not like that. Um. So you said um, that it started for you, you know, moving outside of the Star Wars realm now. Um, It started with Alien. Yes. What, uh, do you remember at all when you first saw that and what kind of the initial reaction appeal was?
1: I was eight and Mm. I watched it like this. (laughs) But it um, it started something, I just loved horror after that. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, I always felt like, and I don't know if you thought this, but the Alien movies were always kind of interesting because it felt like the first one was a suspense movie. The second one was a little bit more on the action side. The third one was more suspense and the fourth one was more on the
1: action side. That's some sign language for you. They were so, so variety, (laughs) so much. Um, I like the ones that most people don't. Mm -hmm. Alien 3 is one of my favorites Mm -hmm. and Alien Resurrection. Those are my two favorites.
0: That one's my wife's favorite, the fourth one.
1: Yeah. She has good taste.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mine was the second one, just because, you know, anytime I can get to see Kyle Reese shoot at things, I'm like, okay, yeah. let's do it. Um, so what else, what other was it you said? I know you said Alien. You said V. Planet
1: of the Apes.
0: Planet of the Apes. I'm Like the Tim Burton one or the originals?
1: The originals. <laughs> I normally go for the original of stuff. Like we were just talking about on my page, It. Mm -hmm. And I love the original so much. I really couldn't get into the new ones.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I can see that happening. I haven't seen any of them, period. So. Oh, you need to watch (laughs) it. Now
1: I'm going to be getting, have you watched it yet?
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Touche, touche. Gosh. Yeah, I could see it. Have you seen the recent run a planet of the apes movies
1: yes i was disappointed that the humans talked
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) that's
1: all i remember i watched it about twice
0: Mm -hmm. did you like them how'd you think because they kind of didn't exactly try to do a redo they just sort of redid the entire thing yeah okay all right what
1: else v v the original i still original. have to watch the the remake i have not seen that one yet that's, that's been, on my to-do list
0: that's been a few years has not it oh yeah it? yeah oh gosh i'm trying to remember how long it is because i've actually i feel bad i've never seen the original i started watching the new one and i think i got about halfway through and just kind of uh, you know yeah. wasn't wasn't enough to hold interest okay and what now, like, about doctor the... who doctor who yes how and many seasons that... now <laughs> oh a lot
1: uh, John Barrowman is my favorite person to interpret for oh okay because he, he's so animated
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's right you do um, if I'm, am I allowed to ask you about the sign language oh sure yeah when did that uh, that sort of become a thing for you do you have a background in it prior to training or
1: when I was three watching Sesame Street Mm-hmm. It got me started, and then every time um, our community would have a sign language class. and I mean, through grade school, elementary school, my mom would sign me up because I always liked it since Sesame Street days. Mm-hmm. And then when I was a senior in high school, I'm like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. And my mom said, "You used to love sign language." I'm like, and so I went to college, got my degree in sign language.
0: Mm-hmm. And primarily. Um primarily what do you do that for is it kind of a work for hire people ask you to or
1: freelance mm-hmm. yeah i do video relay which is it it looks just like this i mm. i have a headset on and the deaf person would be like you that i see and the hearing person would be on my headset so it's like skype and i just interpret the phone call
0: oh okay that's and interesting ca-
1: calls come in every 7 seconds <laughs> <laughs> it's busy
0: oh my god! it's gosh. very busy so you just kind of basically sit there like an operator and boom yeah. boom 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 is it's, it
1: yeah video relay interpreting yeah
0: do you use the same background
1: um it's good to contrast your skin color with clothes uh, so okay. I'm always you know I'm very pale so I always wear black and um a plain black background
0: oh I'd use the same so. one you got now
1: i can't it's too busy
0: (laughs) (laughs) so um interesting side note out of i should say interesting question outside of um star wars outside of v outside of planet of the apes or we could even say outside of sci-fi in general what's kind of an interest or hobby that you have
1: I don't know if I have one. Really? I feel so. <laughs> no, it's movies. It's it's that that's you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't say I really have a hobby like that. Oh,
0: that's fair. That's My fair. page
1: is hobby enough for me. It's the pop culture. I, mm-hmm. I, I I I do a lot of research about it. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, you're really busy on there.
1: And comic cons can that be considered a hobby?
0: God, if we can ever get them back.
1: <laughs> I miss them. <laughs>
0: That's I miss so much. There's been a lot of a uh, lot of bad things about uh, COVID. Um, Comic Con is not at the top of the list, but if we're talking about something personally I miss the most, it's probably going to Comic Con for sure.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Have you ever done any of the cosplay?
1: No. Well, no. I did a Han Solo one. I'm not oh, yeah? a cosplayer, but <laughs> I, I did make a Han Solo, Han Solo one. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. What, um, how long ago, I guess I should have asked this sooner. How long ago did you start the Vader girl page?
1: 2012.
0: 2012. So you've been running that. That's been a good chunk. Yep. Wow. What?
1: And I was barely posting for a good period of time because, uh, Facebook wasn't letting it reach many people. Mm-hmm. So maybe like a hundred people a week would see my posts mm-hmm. and it got boring. But now in the past month, I had 5 million.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. So
1: I don't know what's going on, uh-huh. <laughs> but it's wonderful. <laughs> it's like old times again. Well, good. So.
0: Yeah. The fa- the whole Facebook, I know they have some kind of viewership algorithms thing mm-hmm. that we, I've got uh, me and two friends of mine run, uh, uh, run a page and it was the same kind of thing for a while. It was like every day we were reaching hundreds of thousands of people. And then it dropped down to like nothing. Like you were used to posting something and it would get like three, four or 500 shares and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden it like dropped down to like nothing for like a few months. And then eventually started picking back up again. And we're like, this can't be because all of these tens of thousands of people who are following us just suddenly decided to no longer see our stuff like there's and facebook right. couldn't give us any answers over it i don't still to this day i don't know what was going on Money. yeah Money. probably you're probably 100 correct <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh this is a hobby of mine collecting autographs
0: oh what do you got what, what will be your favorite ones
1: well stanley oh he's hanging on my wall um Oh, my favorite. They all tell a story. But I would just, oh, Gary Busey. That was a wonderful one.
0: Oh, that's old school, too.
1: I like the older stuff. When um, I met Robert England, I wasn't there for Freddie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was there for his character in V. Uh huh. So. And you can tell when you go up to an actor and you give them an autograph or something to sign and they they're not used to signing that specific piece. It makes them excited. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got a V1. Yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, to, when Nick
1: I... Castle. Is that his name? Am I getting his name right? He played um, in Jason. He played Jason. Is that Could his be. name? Um, he directed The Boy Who Could Fly. Okay. If I'm getting his name wrong, I'm talking about the director who made The Boy Who Could Fly. When I went up to get his autograph, he was so excited that it wasn't the horror character he played, but a movie that he made.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That. One of my favorite movies.
0: Yeah, a lot of time they're lesser known work. I've gotten sure. that before going to Comic-Con, going up to um, um, comic book writers or artists, because I'm a huge comic book fan. And you know, they're, you know, know, if there's somebody who you know wrote x-men for a long time you know and everybody who's coming up to him is sliding them issues of x-men and all of a sudden you're like you slide him this like you know issue from like an offshoot of something else they wrote 20 years before they're always like oh my god i didn't even know any of these were still out there holy cow yep. <laughs> those things are those are always 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 a lot of fun
1: yeah um, and, and they'll remember you yeah. And it's that, you know, they won't remember your name or anything, but, oh, I signed this today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice.
0: It's, um, yeah, any of those things. And I, yeah, there was, I remember several years ago, I was at Comic-Con. Um, this would have been 2012, maybe? I don't remember. Um, and there are these two guys um, who work together, they're best friends. They work for Marvel. And they're best friends, and what they do is they're both writers, but they they co-write everything, just everything they do. And they weren't listed on the thing as being attendees at Comic Con. They had just decided as buddies to just take a weekend trip to Chicago and go to Chicago Comic-Con. And me and my buddy Nick were there, and we spotted them in like the back, just sort of walking along, just drinking pop, just hanging out. We're like, you know, you know how you are. You had to spend like five minutes going, like, is that they can
1: tell yeah i see people do that to me
0: (laughs) yeah so we walked over to him um said you know you kind of like hi hi, are are you you know (laughs) like a total nerd fanboy and sure enough it was and that was like one of the coolest because we stood there for like 20 minutes and just talked like four guys just hanging out on the corner of course had them a hundred questions about oh where'd you come up with this idea for this storyline where'd you come up with the idea for this or where'd you come up with the idea for this story? as it turns out years later those two guys ended up writing the movie thor ragnarok if you're into the mcu movies at all so that's no i'm not i've seen them just not a fan
1: i like dc better
0: oh
1: i know my son wants to kick me he's 17 he's like good
0: kid, good kid, good (laughs) kid. um did did you have you seen the snyder cut then
1: yes it was really good
0: he was it I haven't seen it yet. My son has been all over me to watch it, and That's I great. haven't yet, mainly because I have young children and I need to find a nice, quiet four-hour stretch of time that I can devote. Right. Not that I'm knocking its length; some of the best movies I've seen were that long. Um, but I just got to devote my time to it. Um, what is are, are you? Is it DC that you're into, just over the movie side of it, or just kind of in general?
1: No, um, I don't like really comic books. Mm -hmm. In fact, that's one thing I do not collect is the Star Wars comic books. Mm. Um, I just watched a lot of the superhero movies and I find myself liking the DC ones more. Okay,
0: that's fair. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. I'm not going to bash on you for being a fan who likes different things than my fan. You know, it's just like we talked about the top of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything... um... Star Wars universe-wise that you would like to see them do that they haven't yet in terms of a show or a series or?
1: That's a very good question. And my answer would be more of the dark side, but we're finally going to get that with the Acolyte. And I don't think enough people are talking about it. hmm <laughs> So, but I'm glad they're finally doing it. And it's supposed to be a mystery, a thriller, a thriller mm. mystery. And that just excites me having a Star Wars thriller.
0: Mm-hmm. Is that going to be, I'm assuming that's going to be a Disney Plus series? Yes. Have they given any time frame for us at all yet?
1: Uh-uh. They might. No. I don't know. They might have.
0: Yeah, Disney's real good about being like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're doing this. You don't hear anything for a long time that's, by the way, coming out next month. It's, you know, <laughs> right. that's really interesting because they they sort of like had this, um, the only thing you needed to know early on about the Star Wars universe, Jedi good, Sith bad. Yeah you know and they didn't really allow them to get in depth into why and it wasn't until later on i think even after long after return of the jedi that we started getting a little bit of nuance that there's a bit of a gray line between the two right you know that um, i thought it was really great the way luke skywalker said was it in the rise of skywalker he had said you think the jedi are so great but at the height of their power they allowed the sith to destroy them and completely take over the galaxy so you know there's there was definitely a level of hubris there um all right so what are you um what are you thinking with the the vader girl facebook page just gonna keep running that thing till the bitter end
1: yeah i've yeah? actually just started tiktok mm-hmm <laughs> <laughs> so, and i posted like eight videos within two days and yeah mm-hmm. so i'm gonna try to do that also. i haven't gotten
0: into the tiktok trend yet but is that uh, getting pretty positive feedback off of that
1: i gained a lot of followers followers really quick of videos that i've taken of cosplayers um one in particular she made a quick change outfit mm-hmm. and she just started taking off her Clothes at Star Wars celebration, and I videotaped her. She mm-hmm. was doing this for me, so it was um, the dr- a dress, and then she unzipped it, and it became the Leia's uh, slave costume.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, a hot Slayer.
1: <laughs> and what makes her so great is she looks like me, mm-hmm. an average size girl, and mm-hmm. people just it it blew up on TikTok.
0: Oh, really. I haven't seen that one. Going to have to look that one up. Fantastic.
1: Oh, she's beautiful. She made it herself. Very talented seamstress. Mm-hmm. Loads of confidence. Yeah. One of the best things I've had recorded to this date.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. Cosplay is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of work. My wife keeps going back and forth in like a love-hate relationship with it. Cause she'll get this great idea. Like, Oh, I would love to do this character. And then she starts Googling, images of the character and looking at the detail and the fine work and being like oh my god that's gonna take months Mm -hmm. to get it and if you're not gonna do it exactly right then don't do it you know you don't want to go with like foam that's duct taped and then painted and then you just kind of you know
1: some of my favorites have been just cardboard boxes oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah Tell her just do it
0: yeah (laughs) are you into game of thrones at all
1: yes except for the last season
0: everybody <laughs> says that yeah <laughs> the um the one time i was at comic-con and there was this really big tall guy who was he was basically he was going as hodor you know and he just had the beard and had the robe on and he had a box of raisin brand duct taped to his back because he was carrying bran around
1: right (laughs) love it
0: i thought well that that's genius and of course i'm I'm sure you've seen the pictures of the juan solo guy yes yes that was one always one of my favorites too (laughs) excuse me excuse me um let's say i am a brand new fan i've never watched star wars before all right and i come to you and i say
1: you're gonna ask me the order aren't you yeah
0: so i'll just out with it and be like and this is a one i want to say this this is 100 percent a personal opinion
1: i know and i used to know the order till the new ones came out and i haven't <laughs> thought about it uh-huh <laughs> so see i even have notes here i had a feeling you were going to ask me oh that. okay <laughs> so i would go four five one two three six because six was the ultimate ending and that was what i would tell people Mm-hmm. before the new ones so i would probably say after six just go in order then mm-hmm. but then you have to add the star wars stories in there don't you
0: yeah well i i i I would at least at least rogue one
1: would have to come before four
0: yeah between three and four yeah and solos uh right. if you got it's
1: right, right before that
0: right exactly oh. right before it <laughs> yeah. that's i had never heard that one two six four five is that what you no, said no no four uh, five
1: four no yeah four five one two three six
0: that makes a ton of sense thank you that makes a ton <laughs> of sense because i'd always tell people like oh no you know i if i were you i'd do one two <laughs> three rogue one four five six but if you're watching because that was interesting because years ago i was dating a girl Um, when the prequels were coming out and it was in between two and three like the third one hadn't come out yet and she had never seen star wars and so we watched episode four episode five no we had just watched episode four that's the only one we had seen and we were at toys r us and there was this display of anakin and obi-wan fighting and in her mind she hadn't seen five yet so she doesn't know that vader is luke's father
1: that's another reason why you should go four yeah. or five first
0: that's you, that's
1: you need that's, that shock
0: yeah that's because it, yeah if you do four or five and then you're like okay you find out he's luke's dad so here's the here's a three movie flashback <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to how all that happened and then you can get back to jedi and finish it out and kind of go into it with a completely different view of who of who vader is that's i had never heard that before but i think if anybody ever asked me that question i'd be like listen Vader Girl told me. <laughs> and as Thank far you. as I'm concerned, it's canon. This is what you have to say. <laughs> <laughs> so I find this Thank interesting. You. you got notes there. What else do you got notes on? What did oh, you think m- I was maybe? My
1: favorites, ask? in case you ask me who my favorites are. By characters? Yeah.
0: Do tell.
1: Okay. My, my number one is Jabba the Hutt. Mm. Then Watto.
0: Watto. I love him.
1: Captain Phasma vader and Maul.
0: Mm-hmm. why captain phasma that's interesting
1: i love gwendolyn i've loved oh. her since game of thrones oh i love and the so actress it, it was the love yeah. for the actress mm-hmm. and then it, it got to me thinking it's a female stormtrooper yeah just, i would that Maybe, was i almost walked out when they killed her
0: yeah they did too just off all in the pit but in reality that's the way all the greats in star wars die is they fall down a pit so
1: (laughs) i was hoping that jj would bring her back
0: Mm -hmm. no um one of the things i loved about her is that she was a female stormtrooper but they didn't attempt to like form fit the armor they didn't attempt to sexualize it they didn't Mm -mm. attempt to be like oh she's a tall female stormtrooper and let's give it all these curves they just like no it's stormtrooper armor you're wearing it you know i thought that was really really great idea for the character who else? Who else you got on your list?
1: Oh, that I just just the five. Those are my top five. Okay, yeah, those are my no. top five.
0: What?
1: My favorite movies is um, people make fun of me for this. <laughs> well, first six and one. Mhm. Yeah, Return Epis- of the Jedi and Episode
0: One. I thought Episode One was very underappreciated. what it was um i I think sometimes and this is especially true of star star wars fans is that because other people hate it people feel like they have to hate it
1: i feel that too
0: you know it's Um, trendy
1: to hate (laughs) yeah
0: because i was so excited for that movie to come out i probably saw it five times in the theaters when it did so for me to sit here how many years later be like oh that movie sucks like i'm not gonna do that it was it was a decent movie it introduced a whole new era to star wars qui-gon was great you know, I could, they could make a nine hour movie of Darth Maul fighting and I would watch it yeah. intently without taking a bathroom break. Um, yeah. My what least
1: the... favorite is Mace Windu.
0: He was kind of an odd duck, wasn't he? Yeah.
1: And I love Samuel Jackson. Yeah. I love him. So it's yeah. not with the actor, you know, it's just right. that character.
0: Never really found his footing. Like they, they're like, okay, he's a Jedi. He's a bit of a rebel but we don't really know how to yeah. use that you know what i mean mm-hmm. um yeah especially then while well, there was the whole weirdness between he tells anakin i sense great trouble on you you need to stay here for your own safety and then anakin basically has to try and stop him from killing palpatine like because he's so bent up on taking him out at that point rather than doing what the jedi code says you should do he's yeah i i, I could see that um what wow I'm, I'm, I'm sorry ever since you said it i'm a little off on the jar jar thing um <laughs> however going back to the toxic fandom thing that guy got a ton of flack for that
1: i met ahmed best and it was amazing the, mm-hmm. when i went i went to only one star wars celebration
0: mm-hmm. oh there he is yeah. for those of you who are going to be watching this on youtube you can see the nice gigantic huge autograph picture that is great
1: um when i went to star wars celebration the very first thing i purchased was jar jar oh let's see here there's jar jar (laughs) the the very first thing i purchased (laughs)
0: I think I made a made a really I made a really great anti Jar Jar meme. Sometime I probably shouldn't send it to you, but <laughs> I'll lay off the guy. He gets enough That's flack in okay. the Star Wars universe as it is anyway.
1: On my page, I post both perspectives. Mm-hmm. Yep. For example, with the Last Jedi, I post my opinion <laughs> that, that it wasn't the best, and then I post the ones that really liked it. Mm-hmm. Memes about great movie, or and I get flack for both.
0: Oh yeah yeah
1: well i'm leaving this page i post both perspectives right i try to i try to honor everybody
0: right <laughs> i always get like i always laugh at that though that i'm leaving this page yeah. bye yeah. see ya okay you clicked on me to begin with so i'm not beholden to you in any way shape or form that's really good well we're just um we're just about getting to the end of our time here um uh, you got anything you want to say on the way out
1: oh, No, no oh uh, May the force be with you.
0: Hey, there we go. Or, or oh, this is a reason why you need to be watching the podcast on YouTube because we just got some awesome sign language for that that I had never ever seen before. How would you mind doing that again? i want me to put you on the spot. Force be with you. That's cool. I like that. I'm gonna start doing that randomly to people. Jedi. Is there one for Sith?
1: I don't know. It's not just like a little finger. (laughs) <laughs> no <laughs> well and sometimes you um when i'm on stage and i don't know the sign i do something that the character is it's they're really related to like um for spider-man that's mm. how i sign spider-man when i'm on stage mm-hmm. for wonder woman because oh. of her bands yeah yeah
0: that is unique I hadn't thought about that because there's got to be a lot of things especially when you're doing like very very specific niche things that there aren't signs for yeah. right yeah so if you're were in you know doing sign language for like one of the Star Wars movies you'd probably come across like like how would you begin to do wadu or jar jar or
1: oh you just finger spell it spell oh, it with your fingers yeah Yoda
0: uh is do you he do it smaller? smaller if it's grogu do you just like little i've yeah.
1: never had to interpret grogu yet no. okay i'd probably go baby oh. Yoda. yes i said it there you go <laughs> baby yoda
0: baby yoda i have to forcibly make myself call him grogu and not baby yoda because to me he's just baby yoda you know? yeah but okay well hey i want to uh thank you so much uh for taking time out of your day to come on the show um don't be surprised if one day i pop in your email box again and say hey you got to come back we'll um okay. yeah maybe next time uh yeah when acolyte comes out or something after the first season is out we'll, yeah. have, to, we'll have to do a rehash for that because yeah I'm, I'm really excited for that have you read a lot of the i know I'm said we were going but have you read a lot of the star wars fiction a lot of the novels
1: i get this this question asked a lot and i'm ashamed to say that i've tried to get into the book and i can't but i mm. do have a lot autographed they're, they're in my collection <laughs> but, but
0: well but i'm not i'm trained. not a
1: big reader though yeah. so it's nothing against the star wars novels at all i'm just mm-hmm. not a big reader
0: i um as, as a side note because i'll say this over the year because people had asked me one of the podcasts i did a couple um a couple episodes ago was with a science fiction author who's done a ton of work Um, And one of the things that she did is she did, um, she wrote several Star Wars books and several of the novels during the legacy what was called the Legacy of the Force series at the time, which would have come out mid 2000s, I want to say somewhere in there, um, which were taking place at the time, you know, we're talking like 20, 30 years after Return of the Jedi, um, which the new trilogy have completely, completely rewritten over all of that all of that um she ended up very very angry for the way lucas incorporated treated her not george lucas specifically um and the way they disregarded a lot of her the stuff that she wrote and just sort of you know even though she wrote these books spent years working on these books i think she wrote three altogether. that they were just sort of balled up and thrown in the trash by their editing department after they had already been Mm -hmm. published storyline wise uh, because of everything they did afterwards that just erased everything that she had did that when i asked her to come on the podcast one of the pre-discussions we had prior to that was that she was not going to come on to talk about star wars because she gets hounded by it so often by fans well what'd you think about this specifically what it was is one of the main characters that she was going to be dealing with was boba fett and at the time lucas group i don't mean george lucas had told her we have zero background on what specifically the Mandalorians are, what their culture is, any of that. So she was given free reign to write the entire culture of Mandalorian, Mandalorians, right. their structure, their history, everything. And over the course of three books, wrote all this out. And it all had to do with um, Jana Solo, who was you know Han and Leia's son, daughter, who had to go with Boba Fett and train to fight as a Mandalorian because she was going to have to take her brother down who had gone Sith. But they were twins. They had been raised together. So she had to go learn a completely new fighting style. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. Um, But anyway, then when they did the Star Wars, the Clone Wars, they had episodes in there that dealt with the Mandalorians. And this was just like a year after her last book had come out. And they completely disregarded everything she had wrote. The entire history, everything about the Mandalorians. And so needless to say, she got really upset because she, you know, Lucas supposedly had this whole group of this committee of people who were supposed to make sure that all their tv shows comic books video games movies all worked in sync to create one canon yeah and they were they were assuring her like we're giving you the free reign to write the history of mandalorian culture the history of boba fett and she did all this work and then they were just like nah nah so she's well, been hounded by star wars fans ever since so that was her big condition they did that with
1: a lot of them though they did that mm-hmm. with a lot with yeah. the eu so
0: yeah it's 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 just unfortunately just the nature i guess the way of entertainment works somebody else says you know what i want to do something different they're like well if it's going to sell go right ahead you know so <laughs>
1: but i will end with this i am glad that disney is giving us more yes you know i will yes. I'll, I'll take them i, I want more
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so people need to stop complaining at least we're getting it
0: yeah be happy because <laughs> um lucasfilm was sort of working at a snail's pace like at lucas, it lucas it just all remained independent we never would have gotten the mandalorian we might not have gotten the new trilogy we wouldn't have gotten solo we wouldn't have gotten ahsoka ton and acolyte And because one thing's disney's going to do if as much money as they spend for that you're darn right they're going to kick material out you know like crazy and they're really really good at it 100% agree i could not agree more that i can't
1: i can't wait to go to disney in february i'm gonna see um the star wars stuff for the first time ever february yep
0: i'll be looking over i'm we're hoping next summer we can go uh but that's i i want to see i have a friend of mine who lives like she's been on the show before she's an actor and she lives just a few hours away from there and she got in as like one of the early access and was sending all kinds of pictures and i'm like oh my god i can't wait i can't wait we're waiting just a little bit longer because my youngest is five and we're like, once he's six, he'll begin to understand and appreciate it a, a little bit more than he will now. So so I'm going to be looking yeah. for you to post pictures of that.
1: Mine's three, my youngest, and he's the only one that's showing interest in Star Wars.
0: Oh, yeah. You did post about that like a week or so ago, didn't you? Yeah. Aren't kids weird like that? Yeah. That <laughs> is
1: lovely. Except he keeps trying to play with my stuff.
0: Yeah, you're going to have to deal with that. I uh I've had this guy on my desk, which I've had to pull out of the fingers of a five-year-old multiple times. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, because anytime my back's turned, he's like, "Oh, he's not watching." I can go grab that guy. So, mm. <laughs> well, all right. Well, thank you so much again for uh, coming on the podcast. I'm gonna look forward to. Um, hey, maybe I'll even reach out to you in February if you're willing after you get back from checking it all out. So you can give us the firsthand report. That, oh, what's for it, sure. What's it? Uh, what's it officially called? I, keep I, I, it know it. I know it i know it it's like galaxy, galaxy edge galaxy's edge
1: right galaxy's edge uh, yeah
0: you're vader girl i'm gonna agree with you that's fine
1: i think that's what it's <laughs> called
0: we're gonna go with it all right well i'm gonna i'm gonna end it here uh once again vader girl and you can find her on facebook uh now tiktok
1: instagram
0: you, instagram you doing YouTube the twitter
1: and twitter i i try
0: I'm the same it's not guy. my favorite. Me neither.
1: <laughs> Twitter is more of a personal life thing. Mm-hmm. Like I went to the grocery store today. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> one like <laughs> from your son. <laughs> Hope you got pop. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, you have a good one. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you again in the future.
1: Okay. Thank you. Right,
0: thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Alright, so that was the podcast with Vader Girl. I want to thank all of you for coming back for yet another one. I want to thank her for coming on the show. Do not forget to check out our sponsor, Black Star Woodcrafts, Facebook, Instagram, Etsy. Go look it up. You'll love it. 15% off your order. Can't go wrong. Other than that, I want you to tell everyone you can like, subscribe, listen, all that little bit of stuff helps. I will see you next time. But before then, I love you and take care of each other. Bye-bye.